All right, Adam. I when did you and I meet? It was at uh, CrossFit Tam Miami at your level two, correct? It was. That was uh, what was that about a month ago now already? Yeah, probably a little bit longer, but 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 a little while ago. I assume since I haven't heard from you, you passed the test. I did. I did. <laughs> I was. It was questionable because first time I took my level two, there was no test, and so definitely a little bit more than I expected. But yeah, it was it was good. Good learning experience overall, as always. Adam was uh, the guy at the seminar that was asking a lot of questions, but what I enjoyed about you was it was clearly coming from a good place, you know, and I think Fern and I talk about it a lot, other guests I've had on the show, you can get away with a lot if, you, if you're coming from a good place of, you know, whether it's understanding or just want to learn more or just curiosity, and it was very clear that that's what you were doing. Yeah, the way I look at it is the day you think that you are an expert is the day you stop succeeding. So I always like to surround myself and talk with people that know more than me, right? I think that's what every entrepreneur tries to do is kind of surround themselves with people who are better than they are. Every good entrepreneur. Every good one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's some bad ones out there that think they know everything. But the reason I'm having you on is for exactly that reason. You really struck me, struck me as someone that was doing some good things not just as, as a box owner, but specifically from a business perspective. That's what impressed me. I think we were sitting there at the end of that first day and we were just talking about contracts and we were talking about all sorts of really nuancey things that you were crushing at your box. So tell, give, give, give the listeners a little bit of, of you know, the ups and downs of CrossFit North, Northport, where you are as far as you know, as much as you're willing to disclose financially, but membership, that kind of stuff, just so they have an understanding of your background. Right, absolutely. So um, I have a background in business. I have a master's of business and administration. I kind of finished that before I dove into um, the CrossFit life, owning a box and doing that type of thing. Um, I interned with a bunch of different boxes and coached at a bunch of different boxes just to kind of get a taste of things that I liked and that I didn't like and things that I may be able to improve on, right? That was a, a big thing for me. I wanted to create a better product. I think that's why all gym owners kind of set out and open their own gym is because they think they can do something better, right? And that's why most businesses exist. They want to be the best or they you know, want to be better than that other um, competitor out there. Um, so I, I've been in business now for about six years. Um, like any gym or any business, we have ups and downs for sure. Um, I think a big component of maintaining a positive trend is going to be uh, social media based posts and good advertising and that type of thing. Um, but the biggest thing is, is, you know, we have fluctuations just like anybody else. So I would say right now we're sitting at around a hundred members. Um, we're in a very small area. So it's not like we have a huge demographic to pull from. I know um, Naples is a little bit larger than we are. I know you're up that way. Um, and, demographic wise, just household income is much higher than we are. So we're kind of like uh, the person, the gym that stands out the most just because we are the most expensive in town and we do have a contract, which is rare in our area. So, well, let me ask you, what is your, what is your membership? So for an unlimited option. So for 12 months, we're at $170 a month. And what's the going rate? You're, you're kind of on the outskirts of Orlando. No, no, no. We're, we're uh, down uh, south from you. Or, I'm sorry, up north from you. A little bit up north. So you're, you're familiar with Sarasota? Yes. Right, yeah. So we're right, we're uh, probably 15, 20 minutes south of Sarasota. Okay, so you're not too far from me. That's right. Now, yeah, we're close. 
You know, so one one seventy five is that what would you say the average rate in your area is? Man, I've seen, and I know uh, I just met with a box owner up your way a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've seen from one forty five a month, no contract, unlimited to uh, one thirty five a month, unlimited, no contract. And I think the guy that I met with from your way, um, I think who's buddies with the owner, of, I believe your old gym. Um, I think that he said he was at 150 and that just blew my mind because 10 years ago when I got into CrossFit and I was, I started at, and you'll know this one, I started at CrossFit Estero. Um, oh, you were down here. You were, you oh, yeah. lived down there. Okay. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. So I know a lot of guys in, in your area that we, I think we mutually uh, have friends with. So anyway, yeah, I started there and they were charging 150 almost 10 years ago. Right. So it blows my mind the prices that I see at our local level because there's, you know, costs have only gone up. They haven't gone down, especially as the economy is getting better. Everything's getting more expensive. So I think it's interesting the approach that people are, are taking with this because this is more of a individualized service. Right. And that's kind of, you know, you know that I'm uh, buddies with Stu and that's kind of what we discussed is this is more of a personal based membership. And so as prices go up, your prices should reflect that or you're just devaluing your service. I sold my first affiliate in 2014 and our monthly rate was 180 at the time. Oh, wow. So yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But, but, but talk to the listeners, you know, if, if a box owner is listening, first of all, I want to say a hundred members is still very, very good. I know a lot of boxes are like, eh, like, we hear of the ones with 500. We hear, like, those are the outliers. I always tell a right. box owner, if you get to 100 members, you're, like, it's like you're the 1%. Right. You know, yeah, we, Stu, Stu, sorry to interrupt you. Stu and I talked a lot about that, right? Because, you know, Jason Kalipa's model is 100 members per 1,000 square feet. That is a lot of members. And maybe in a major city. Um, but, yeah, I would say that that's tough to accomplish those higher, higher numbers. Yeah, and you could do like stupid box math of like 100 members times this. But but really, if you have 100 members and, and you're running your business smart, you, you can make a good living. You know, you've, you've provided yourself and hopefully one or two other people, you know, a solid career there. What was your process to come up with that 170? Uh, that's a good question. That's, that's one that everybody has. I think, um, you know, when I started off, it was much like uh, a lot of box owners, right? I kind of didn't pay attention to the business knowledge that I had. I kind of looked at the surrounding market rates and I knew I wanted to be higher. I will never be the cheapest gym in town. And that's, that's for sure. I'll always be the most expensive, but I started kind of at that, that baseline at the time. So when I started, I don't, I don't know if how much you remember, I'm sure you do was back in, uh, let's see, we opened in 2013 and the economy was still rocky. It was just starting to come out of that recession that we had. And um, so I kind of just wanted to play it safe. Uh, and then from there, I just went up $5 a year annual increases to kind of get where we're at today. And that's the problem that a lot of gym owners have is not doing annual increases because they're afraid of how their members are going to take it. But if you do it in small steps, it's no more than a cup of coffee, you know, a, a day or a week rather. Well, no, a month, really, right? right? If it's $5 a month. So one thing I don't want to brush over is how important is your MBA in your success as a box owner? That's a tough question, right? Because I don't think everyone has to get an education to be good at business. And we've seen that time and time again with some major, major CEOs that are uneducated. Um, 
But for me personally, it's been everything for me because it allows me to think critically um, on how I'm operating my business and kind of uh, strategize and forecast my sales and my marketing, right? Um, and you know, it's it's wakes it wakes you up to the fact that this is this is a relationship business, but we can't forget it's a business, right? And that's what a lot of box owners forget that we're running a business, and without the finances, this business won't be around. Yeah, as you were saying that, it kind of made me think. It almost helps you remove the personal stuff out of it and right. look at it as a business where I didn't have an MBA and it was really very emotionally charged. All of my decisions were not so much. I should look at it as how do I run this business? I think in an ideal world, most box owners would have some sort of business background, but that's not always the case. And you can, you could certainly learn as you go with, you know, things such as this episode. Right. So, right. And there's absolutely, there's so many tools out there, so much free content that, you know, not being educated can assist you with. Um, besides the Facebook form, I mean, that, that can be a dangerous place. I see you posting in there from time to time, um, you know, but it can be a dangerous place because you have a lot of people just kind of inputting their, their, their thoughts, you know, without having any background to do it. But there's tons of good podcasts like this one providing tons and tons of value out there for free. Right. Yeah, I mean, this and Stu's great. And I mean, all, all the people out there are putting stuff out, you know, and like you're saying, be careful who you're listening to. I think it's always, it's like anything. The reason Stu was good is because he's done it. Right. You know, there's a lot of, you're, you're good because you've done it. Like, you don't have to be, we know, we talk about it on a recent episode. You don't have to be the best athlete to be the best coach, but it helps if you understand what it's like to play the game. That's right. So, let, let's let's talk about these rate increases. You do five dollars a month. You know you increase your monthly rate by five dollars every year, no, regardless of anything. For the most part, this is the first year that we didn't do a price raise, um, and which is unique because we just purchased our building in November. Uh, we typically do a price raise uh, in January of every year. Um, what is my logic behind not raising my prices? You know. I don't have a lot of logic behind it. It just didn't feel right, if that makes sense. It, That's all my, right. gut, my gut just told me. So in business, there's something called market equilibrium. And, and I don't know if you're familiar with it. So are, are I can figure I figured it out with the two words you said. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, I get it from the sounds right. of it. Like you kind of put yourself where you need it to be. And if you go too far, you're going to skew that balance, if you will. That's right. So there, the market in, in the market aspect, there's only so much the consumer is willing to spend before it starts to have a negative effect overall on the business. Now, I don't think I'm there yet and I don't think I'm anywhere close to it. Um, but, you know, we made a lot of changes, a lot of changes all at once. So I didn't want to say, oh, here, we just opened a brand new facility for you guys after years and years of support. And now we're going to up you again. So I don't know. It just didn't feel right. For the price raise now we will be doing a price raise again next year in january so it will only be five dollars though it's not gonna go up ten so so you like to go on just a, a set dollar amount versus a percentage you know uh, similar to you know just cost of living yeah it's you know i just want it to be small enough where you know it doesn't hurt people but it, it brings some extra revenue to the gym. So one thing that Stu kind of woke me up to, and you're going to hear me probably mention his name a lot because he woke me up to a lot of things. And I think it's a lot of difficult changes that box owners are afraid to make. Um, one of those is grandfathering, right? 
Uh, I think that's I was something... very guilty of that. Yes. Yeah, Go on. And, and I think we all are right. Uh, again, that goes back to the relationship kind of aspect of it, but not only that it's historical, right? So gyms have been doing that since the beginning of time. And you know, it, it's a mistake. It's a mistake that has just continued amongst gym owner after gym owner. And it needs to stop. Right. Because as the economy improves or if it doesn't improve, right, those rates are going to change and we need to be aware of that. And just because you're loyal to a product doesn't mean that you shouldn't have that additional price increase. Right. Um, it's that's a big thing. Like your cell phone bill, it's going to go up from month to month. Right. Cable, it's going to change after that year contract or however long of a period you sign. It's going to change based off the economy. And I think that's a big thing we need to pay attention to. Is that so we stop grandfathering in altogether um, and we do minimal price increases based off of our membership size five dollars is really enough to kind of just help bring in some extra cash flow um, just to put towards equipment and you know other investments into the gym so it, to, to, let me take a second to talk about grandfathering yeah. we um when I opened, I believe our opening rates were $80 a month in 2007 so it was about 2011 or 12, our rate was about 150 and I had a coaching staff and they were still grandfathered in. And part of it was talking with Chris Cooper at the time and part of it was my coach, Kevin. He's like, I need to make more. And I was like, Kevin, look, here are the numbers. And it was his idea. And I was like, all right, you make it happen, Kevin. Like he was my full-time guy. We became good friends. He made it happen. And, you know, we didn't, I tell the story, we didn't lose anybody a substantial increase but it was it was needed to keep the business afloat right and that was a tough time for you especially because that was back in the day when when you mentioned crossfit you almost didn't want to talk about it because it was so hard to explain to somebody you know and, and a lot of people didn't know what it was and today obviously due to the games and you know um just how big it's gotten that that kind of factor is gone so it's much easier for gyms now or even a couple of years ago versus when you started so well, and it's, it's understood what small group training cost is. I remember $80. I was in, embarrassed to tell people of the price. I was like, this is so much. I understand. And they were, right. you know, but when you come three, four times a week to a class of eight, it was priceless. Absolutely. So a, a couple of things I want to talk. We have, you know, specific topics we we're going to talk about are your contracts, but you, every time you say something, I'm like, wait, wait, I want to hear it. You own your building. That's right. So that's yeah. unique in this world. It is, you know, and, and again, not to keep referencing Stu, but he's helped me out a lot. So he kind of gave me the motivation um, to kind of go out and do it, right? Um, so something unique with me and a lot of gym owners aren't going to want to live my life, right? I am pretty much, I have one additional coach. My wife's a coach as well. She coaches very little. We have three kids, right? So, so we, we can dive into that. I mean, I work <laughs> with my wife. I mean, that's but, but go on. Yeah. Right. So the point is, is I only have one additional coach. And why is that? Every dollar that I earn, I want to continue to reinvest into my facility. And there's a lot of people that, you know, and Stu and I kind of talked about this in our last conversation, um, was that a lot of, he, you know, you don't own a business until you can step away, um, which I don't necessarily agree with that. Right. Um, he says you have a job and it, it is a job, but I'm at the end of the day, when you own your assets, and you continue to invest into those assets, that's yours, right? And nobody can take that away from you. So I'd rather work myself, a lot of classes, teach all of the classes if I have to, and then continually reinvest because it's just better for my clients. It's a better experience. And that's what we're all about doing here is creating a great customer experience. 
Well, isn't that the McDonald's model as well? Right. They just have a lot more money than we do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, right. but one day you'll get there. And it's, it's like owning your own home, too. You don't mind fixing the walls, putting in a new door, the garden, because you know you're investing in something that one day you'll sell. Regardless of what happens to CrossFit Northport, you have an appreciating as- asset now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And not to talk. Go ahead. Sorry. No, the other thing I was going to say is just looking at you, you've professionalized it as well. It appears like you're dressed up to coach. Uh, yeah. And, and you mentioned that. Uh, I, I remember when we were uh, at the seminar that weekend. Yeah. You had, I your, came in and, you had your yeah. Lululemon shirt on. Yeah. I came in with a Lululemon, Lululemon polo and we uh, have everything embroidered in with our logo and all of our coaches wear polos. Now there are some days, granted, that you know, somebody didn't do their laundry and they, they miss a shirt or whatever. That happens. But always our CrossFit attire, always CrossFit Northport attire, because it's a business, it's a brand. If you go into an LA Fitness, you're going to see something LA Fitness related on that staff. Guaranteed. Now, you mentioned coaches. Is your wife the only coach or is she the only paid coach? No, no, no. She's actually, she only comes in kind of when I need her. Um, I have one other coach that's part-time. He's kind of like, uh, my savior when I need him, if you will. So, um, he works, let's see, one class a week. And then he takes our 5am, uh, fundamentals training sessions. Um, so he's not working full-time right now. I'd like to get him to that eventually. I'm not sure he wants to get to that point, but <laughs> that would be the, the end goal. So I don't have a lot of staff, but it comes down to the quality of, of my coaching as well. Like if somebody can't produce a quality product, I'm not going to put them out there. Um, and I feel like a lot of gyms do that. They're not as focused on the quality of their coaching or coaches and would rather just throw somebody out there so they don't have to coach a class. And I'm not a big believer in that. hundred percent. I mean, how many, how many hours do you coach a day, a week? Do you really want to know that? <laughs> so I start, I start at 5 a.m. So we do um, personal training first. That's our model. I kind of took that from Stu again. Right. Um, so we do five sessions all one on one. And I'll typically start if my coach can't cover around 5 a.m., then I have a 6 a.m. class, then I have a uh, 7 a.m. fundamentals, an 840 class, and then a 10 a.m. fundamentals, and then four, five, six, and seven at night. And you coach and almost all of those, if not pretty much, pretty much all of them. Yeah, except yeah. on occasion. In, in the whole, in the grand spectrum of the world, I'd say you got a good job, right? You know? Absolutely. But it is a lot of hours and you can see why that was what I was doing when I opened and it's like first person to get through level one. I don't even think they had it. I was just like, you can coach. Right. And then right. so you see where that's happening. And I think the, the world of CrossFit coaches are being developed, but it's still, I mean, you were at your level two, you see what's going on, right. you know, like you see that, yeah, you, you leave your level one. And if you're not getting developed, you come back to take your level two and you're still a really bad coach. Right. It's not your fault. You're not working on it. It would be like trying to get your MBA and not studying, not reading a book. You're not going to pass the tests. So it's impressive that you coach so much, but we, we do understand why people are putting in subpar coaching and they need to work on developing that. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have a part of, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We have a part of our uh, uh, process for getting started as a coach, an internship process. And we actually have somebody going through it right now. And that six months doesn't guarantee you're going to coach at all you have to work a minimum of six hours per week. And it starts off with just shadowing. You're not doing anything. You're not talking. You're just observing. That's it, right? So we start them there, and then gradually they start to kind of increase um, in capacity and in what they're doing within the class. 
but we start off really slow. It's a learning experience. I tell them straight up, like, look, this is not guaranteeing you a class. You're not going to get a membership discount just because you're interning. It's not going to happen. The value in this is knowledge and a level one course, as good as it is, it's not going to be as valuable as this because it's hands-on training. It's a lot more hours than you're going to get from those two days. Right. Um, and so that's what we start off with. If they do well, and I put them through a stress test at the end where I slam a class and they have to finish on time, make all you know, scaling modifications needed for individuals um, and have no problems, you know, perfect finish. And so I'll put them through the ringer a little bit. But if they pass, then you know, we'll pay for their level one to kind of go into it. And that, that's probably, not probably, that's really great too. If someone is actually looking to make this a career and learn what better way than to be immersed in it exactly as you're doing. Now, the topic I really wanted to dive into, because this is, I think you and I were sitting there and I remember talking about contracts and, you know, my, I think what, what happened was you told me you had contracts and I was like, yeah, but anyone can break them at any time. Have you ever sued anyone? And you were like, yeah. So, so, so let's talk, let's talk about that. A lot of boxes, have contracts and I say contracts with kind of quotes because they're not really meant to be upheld. Yeah, and that's right. So there's, there's, you know, the contracts like you would get at your typical gym, your LA fitness where you can't breach this contract. And if you do, you're going to owe X amount of dollars and a lot of boxes just kind of put it out there and they discount all of these tiers of, of time. But at the end of the day, they're not going to follow up anyway. So what's the point? But you, on the other hand, have actually sued your members or ex-members, I should say, if they if they try to breach the contract. So give me the whole story of this. The whole story. Well like why you started with contracts and, and how you got to where you are. Right. So let's take a look at the principle behind the contract, right? If I if somebody signs a 12 month, let's say, agreement, they're going to receive a discount from my regular rates. So our drop-in for, say, a one-hour class, if somebody didn't sign any contract, would be $25. So somebody okay. comes, so, one time I come into town, $25. No $25. No, no buy no a t-shirt. t-shirt, right? I hate that whole thing. Oh, People, uh, it costs you this much to take class, our t-shirts are extra. All right. Right. And, and that's a problem that's CrossFit gyms have continued. Like it's, we need to wake up as business owners. There's a cost to everything and I'm not going to give you a t-shirt for free. I appreciate you coming to our gym, but you won't get a t-shirt for free. <laughs> that's going to be my snippet for this episode, just so you know, but yeah. Nice. Okay. I like it. So you got the drop in rate of 25. What's next? All right. So the way I look at it is if I'm going to give you a discount and that discount, if you look on our website, you'll kind of see it. And I think you're looking at it right now. You'll kind of see it broken down um, price per class, right? So you'll see as the commitment level goes up, the price of the class will reduce and you're getting that discount. I'm devaluing my service because you're committing to 12 months, right? So a lot of people aren't going to pay our 220 a month rate for unlimited classes, which is discounted down from our drop rate slightly, but it's still $220 a month. We do have several people who pay that who don't want to be put into a commitment. So we're not forcing people into contracts. It's not like that's their only option is to sign a contract. That's just, if they want the best price, they're going to have to commit to it, right? So if I give somebody a discount, say, let's say they signed a year at 12 months, I give them a discount. Now they're getting a a discounted class. If I don't enforce that, now I'm out all of that money, right? Now they've had all of those months of service. Say they had six months of service. 
um, that was discounted and now they default on their contracts and now I'm out a lot more money than just the cost of the contract. Right. Yeah. You know, so first of all, your website's beautiful. So guys Thank check you. out crossfitnorthboard.com. I, I don't know if you did this yourself or. No, I have a good graphic designer that, uh, yeah, this I, is, that I use. It's a very good website and it's laid out super well as far as the pricing so many websites for in the crossword world it's like we travel a lot and i want to figure out their schedule of this it's like impossible right to figure out keep it simple now but what you said you know you're devaluing is that the right word there because you, you're not you know so if if you're just doing uh what a, a monthly rate that's at 145 without a commitment well you say so your month to month unlimit is 220 right versus 220 a month. if you commit to 12 months, it's 170. And maybe it's just semantics. You said, hey, I'm devaluing. I would say you're not devaluing, but you're offering a reduced rate. A reduced rate because they're committing to you. Right. You know, no different than so many subscription websites or anything. You pay $19.99 a month, or if you commit to a year, it comes out to $12.99. But, but you're I, right. So the, the point being, if you tell me you're going to do a 12 month contract four months in, you want to quit. Well, you've saved yourself $50 a month, $200 over that period of time. Right. Yeah. I think that's a better way to word it there. But, 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 but the challenge is, all right, most box owners just kind of chalk it up. I mean, cause that's what I said to you. I was like, all I have to do is call chase and be like, Hey, don't let these guys charge my card anymore. Right. And it's a little bit more difficult to do that when it comes to a bank account. That's one of the other beauties of using. So, and we didn't really talk about that, but we use, um, uh, EBT or the automatic bank withdrawal. EFT. Yeah, the EFT. We don't allow credit cards or debit cards or anything like that. And, and for box owners listening, you pay less of a percentage on that as well. That's right. Significantly less. We had almost a thousand dollars a month in credit card and debit card transaction fees. So if you're so listening you to this, that. make, if you make that change, you just saved yourself a thousand dollars is not unrealistic. Right. And you know, it's a scary kind of approach too um, to take. And uh, I was afraid to take it at first. And you know, I had some guidance there and it pushed me in the right direction and it saved us a ton of money. Let me guess it was Stu. It, it was Stu. Good guess. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what was scary about that? A lot of changes, right? So we did everything at once and we ticked a lot of people off. And sometimes you just have to be okay with that as a business. And a lot of corporations do that every single day. Right. So what did we do um, all at once? We automatically stopped um, honoring grandfathering in prices, old prices. We stopped that. Right. We allowed people to finish out their contract, that term they had left in their contract at that grandfathered rate, which we don't have to the way our contracts written. No, but that's but, fair. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair because, you know, they committed to that. It would be wrong for us to kind of back away from that. Right. Um, so once that was done, though, current rates would apply. We removed teachers' discounts, removed fire, uh, no, uh, first responder discounts, got rid of all that, and military so discounts. No discounts. Only discount we have is couples' discounts. That's it. And the only reason I do that is because you have a lot of money coming out of one household, right? Yeah, that's, and it's two people from one house. What's so the discount on that? Um, I'd have to do the math. I can tell you. Quickly. Like 10, 10%, 15% type of right thing? Right around there. Yeah, yeah. right around there. So, um, yeah, it says, please inquire for information. And I think that's fair. You know, I I don't think there's a right or wrong, whether you want to discount LEO, firefighter, military, teachers, 
you can go crazy. It's like, oh, you discount teachers, but there are people, and I love teachers. My mom's a teacher. I used to offer a discount, but it's like, what about the people that are working their ass off at McDonald's that can't afford? Like, where do you draw the line? And that's a good point you just brought up because especially with the um, first responders discount, we have a lot of physicians that come to our gym and we had physicians that were mad because they weren't getting a discount and first responders were, right? And they made a good point, right? Why are first responders getting a discount when I save people every day as well, maybe in a different way, why am I not getting a discount? And then it gets to the point where when is like enough enough, right? If Starbucks, a multi-billion dollar company can't afford to give discounts, why can I afford to make, to give these discounts when I'm only making six figures a year in, in terms of the gym? Right? Yeah, and you were saying all these changes you made, I think to some extent it was like just ripping off the bandaid, probably right. better than, Hey, Adam, you hit us with this change three months ago. Now this change, here it is. Did you lose any members? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, okay. I wasn't expecting that. How many did you lose? Did not you know? a lot. Not uh, a lot. So we lost- couple. A couple, and we lost a couple of our, our uh, you know, original members there, right? So, and the way I looked at it, so we lost about, just to kind of touch base on that, we lost about eight or nine members, I want to say, um, which was kind of disappointing because these are people that are with you from the beginning, five, five years or so, right? And then they decide to leave. And, you know, you kind of feel upset about it as a, a gym owner and these relationships you build. But at the end of the day, they didn't see the value that I brought to the table. Um, and if they didn't see the value, I failed on my part or B, they just didn't care about it anymore. Right. They don't care about coaching. They don't care about the facility. They just want a cheap place to work out and get a sweat on, which is cool. If they want to do that, no problem, but this isn't the place for it. That's what I was going to say. And you answered, I was going to say, well, whose fault is that? And you, you know, took the ownership, right? If, if they're willing to leave, it's, it's mutual, right? It's right. They need to see it, but it's, but I would guess even if you lost nine people, you've, far exceeded that with what you brought in. Absolutely. Yeah. Those price increases and price changes made up for all those people that were lost. And then moving forward, it was just easy from the beginning. You know, which is goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's like you have a hundred members, but if they're all paying full price, you don't need 200 members. You don't need, you know, you don't, it'd be nice. Right. But there's a number where, all right, I need a hundred people paying full price and have, we, we, when I did my increase, it was like, we had 500 members, but some were paying 80 it's like, I'd rather get rid of them, have this space. So when someone new comes in willing to pay 180, it's, it's not, a, not a problem in class sizes or equipment. I'd rather have all my members. And that's part of it as well. You're discounting people. They're all using the same equipment. They're all using the same floor space, taking the same bandwidth from me as a coach. Why are they getting a discount? You go to the movies, you get a seat. We're all paying the same thing. That's right. Yeah, that, that was uh, my biggest thing there. It's just, we have to, the discounts have to stop. And I, I hope if anybody hears this and the grandfathering, we need to put a stop to grandfathering. And, I, and you know, a lot of people are like, oh, my members are going to be ticked off or that's not right. I promised my members they'd have this for life, but so enough is enough. So did you I. I mean, my, yeah, oh yeah, mine was a, they were my first people. I mean, the box wasn't even open. And I was like, if you want us to stay in business, we have to get rid of this. And I did a couple of things where they can pay up front, similar to you, like ride right. out their contract. It wasn't like you're going from 80 to 180, but it was, we need to make a change. Right. Now, go ahead. So kind of touching back on client numbers, because I heard you talk about that. We need to be less focused with the amount of members that we have and focus more on the value of that member, right? How much money they're spending within a month. 
I'd much rather have 80 members and have their average client value over 300 a month than have all those other members back, you know, for that little bit of money. And you'll tend to see that the people that are say for in your case, paying $85 a month, they're going to be less likely to um, take on other services you may have buy products you may have that are, are fairly pricey, right? They're, so, they're just shittier members. Let's put it easy. Like they're, they're, the yeah. people that want discounts are your worst members. Right. You know? And I think Cooper calls it average revenue per member, your arm, you know, and, whether it's selling supplements or in your case, probably doing more personal training, right. that's the goal. And the truth is if I've eight, you know, every additional member is just a headache, you know, whether it's an email, whether it's in class, it's just more people to herd. Yeah. Less people paying more, the more they pay. And it's, it's not like you're a better person, but they're a better member. Right. Absolutely. And it's better for everyone all around. So, so take me through the first time you had to actually take someone to court over a contract. <laughs> so the first time I went to court, um, I did it by myself, right? So that was a learning experience altogether. I, I filed uh, all the paperwork, went to mediation, uh, watched somebody cry in front of me that I already had a relationship with. And I pretty much had to tell them like, look, you know, I, I valued your membership, you being at our facility, but I also realized that I have kids, right? And by you not paying and you committing, you're taking food out of my kids' mouths. And that's just being real. I'm a small business owner. I'm not a big, you know, five gyms in, you know, type business here. I, I have one gym and every dollar we bring in is important. And so I tried to kind of relate emotionally on that end with, with the client because they were in a similar situation. Um, but at the end of the day, she didn't want to settle. Um, and contracts are contracts. And if you um, breach your contract, a lot more money is going to apply, right? Um, interest, attorney's fees, which at that point, then I did get an attorney, court costs, and uh, all of the um, time spent on it. So it's in everybody's best interest just to kind of, you know, settle up, right? So do you remember what you wound up getting for that? Uh, it was, so it was a year contract. I want to say the first one was fairly, very new into our business. So it was the first year that we opened. I've been, so I set an example from the start because you let one person go, then, you know, it's your soft, everybody's going to think they can get out of it. So I made a statement from the beginning that this isn't going to fly. Um, but we're very upfront too with our contracts. We tell people we don't do cancellations. We don't do buyouts. Bottom line. Yeah. You're, I don't for one second think this is like you're, there's, you know, a bunch of small fine print at the bottom. It's obvious. And because of that, it's like, so that if you don't like that, here's the six month option or here's a month to month option. Absolutely. You, don't, you don't have to do this. Right. And that's something we try to be very clear about when in doubt, do a month, right? You don't have that initial savings right off the bat, but at least you're sure. Right. So um, yeah, that's something I think people struggle with every once in a while and then get into situations where they live outside their means, but we can't act as advisors for people in terms of that. Right. That's on them. And to be clear is there, if someone had done a 12 month, and they want to get out is there a, a buyout fee could they is there a more easy way to end it than going to court uh pay it all up front pay so <laughs> so they just, have to pay it they have to pay it and and we say that right up front we don't allow any cancellations zero buyouts you are financing a membership just like you're financing a car that's what we tell them it's just a, a year versus five right? and so on the flip side if people tried to leave and been okay with it like hey i accept it i you know 
sign this contract? So yeah, we do have some people that they won't even really tell us they're leaving. They'll just stop showing up. And, and we we're very good at checking in. Um, I have a call list every week that I follow up with on people and some people will just keep giving excuses. And you know, those are the people who have no intentions of coming back. Um, but we try to do our part and get them in here, but you know, they're not going to resign and they're honoring their agreement. So as long as they honor their agreement, you know, I think a lot of people it's, we don't get as much of that now that our prices are higher as we did when they were lower. Right. And so at I the think, end of the 12 months, do they have to resign or does it roll over into another year? No, we have to resign because normally our rates would increase. So every, every year you have to, you know, sit down with somebody and, and that's important as the box owner as well, because when that contract ends, you're at risk now of losing a member because it's an opportunity for them to say, no, I'm good. That's right. Yeah. They should, do you think they should do that with marriages? Like a one year contract? <laughs> Well, I think everybody should get a prenuptial agreement if we're talking on marriages. Um, uh, you so are definitely, yeah, this is your, yeah, that's the, your business owner right. brain going on. Yeah, so, my wife wasn't too happy about that one. <laughs> she was probably like, I have more money than you. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so now how would you recommend a box owner implement something like this? How would they get started? Because if you are going to be willing to take someone to court, your contracts have to be done properly absolutely get an attorney no florida statute that's the biggest thing or the statute of the state that you're in right? right it's a very important thing to know um in florida for instance the department of Agric agriculture has to approve your contracts you have to send them there you have to show the terms right they have to be able to read through it there's certain statute that needs to be listed verbatim exact font exact um although exactly the way it's written and without that, your contract's not valid. Um, get an attorney. That's the best thing you could do. Back in the day when I started, I, I remember on the, uh, I was on the affiliate page and um, I asked somebody to, hey, can you send me a copy of your contract so I can take a look? And that's what I did. And it, it helped me a lot. And that was kind of a basis of getting started. Um, I later found out that there were some loopholes. We, had, we have had some people get, get away with not paying their membership in the past. Um, but those have been fully closed. So it's important to talk to an attorney, right? What are and, some loopholes? Uh, what did we have? So, oh, one of the things was the state statute not being written correctly. Um, having more than one point of contact. So it was like, if you'd like to cancel your membership, you can either um, email us here or send us a letter here. And it's got to be the exact, in the state of Florida, it's got to be the exact same contact. For so both. something as small as that could make a contract void. I know... Yeah. When I had my box, I had a lifetime membership and my uh, attorney was like, you know, this is illegal, right? Yeah. And I 100%. was like, so I had to like, you know, change the wording and get everything. Um, I didn't even like, I had to get everything done where it was like, we backed up. We had to put money away in escrow in case all it was all crazy, but you don't think about all these things as a small business owner. Yeah. In the state of Florida, you're required to have a surety bond required. If you have contracts and, and, and actually that's false. Uh, it depends on the amount that is required up front. So for us, because we're over, I think it's 10% of the yearly contract, we have a $375 fee for all new people who are going through their fundamentals. So it's five private one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, I ran into that issue uh, where it was 10% because I used to not be required to have a surety bond. Um, and somebody just got out of a, a contract because of that. Even though I didn't default, I had plenty of money in our bank to kind of back up their membership for the year. 
uh, it didn't matter, right? It's because that was more than that 10 or 15% or whatever it is, I don't recall off the top of my head, um, down that's more than the contract price. So yeah, it's important to know your numbers, know your statute, talk to an attorney. That's the biggest thing I can say. And enforce. If you don't enforce, it's nothing. Yeah, and that was my point to to people. You know, I've done some consulting and people talk about a contract. And I'm like, are you going to take these people to court? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, why are you discounting your membership then? That's my biggest gripe Absolutely. with it. It's not about contracts are bad. It's that if you, like you see with Adam, he's discounting his membership $50 if you sign it. So if you're going to do that, make sure you're willing I think there's nothing wrong with what Adam's doing if anyone's listening. Some people are going to listen and be like, this guy's a dick. He's not. He's a business owner. And if you're not willing to do what he's doing, you're probably not ready to be a business owner. I mean, and granted, there's box owners, I'm sure, listening. And and I'm I'm telling you, like, this is how you're going to – your box can be successful. This is how you guarantee your box is successful in 10 years. It's You know, you might be doing well right now. Are you going to be one of the CrossFit affiliates thriving in 2029? That's right. that's the key to it. You know, I think we need to start a new hashtag. Uh, bring back the contract. I think that's what we need. <laughs> bring hashtag it. bring back the contract. I, I like <laughs> it. Have, has anyone left, gone through all this, and then just left you a terrible review online? No, but here's the thing. Um, if they leave a review and it is false, now that's a whole different lawsuit. So They're just like um, this dude went to court over this. I'm not even messing with him anymore. Right. Usually if, if it goes to court and, and I mean, we always get judgment within one or we've only lost twice and it was because of some bad areas in our contract that are now fixed. But yeah, I mean, if we're going to go to court, they see you, I'm not playing around and that's not me trying to be a dick. Right. And I know some people listening will probably think, Oh, he's a dick. Like you said, I'm a business owner and I have three kids, right? I want my business to be around the next 30 years. Uh, you know, whatever that, that future will be 30 years from now, I want it here and I want to continue to grow. And without this growing is hard. If you want to go and sell your gym, you don't have a contract. You just have some numbers on a piece of paper and like, Oh yeah, I, you know, I'm projecting, I'm going to bring this in over the next few months. Cool. Because if I come in and I want to buy your business, I don't care what kind of numbers you have or your current members. Cause if it's not locked in, it really doesn't mean much to me. I'm, guess what I'm going to give you value on your equipment. That's all you're going to have because most people don't even own buildings. So I'll buy your equipment, right? That's that, that's a hundred percent true. You know, when you people like I get asked all the time about how do you value your business, and if your members can leave the day after the sale, it would be very silly to buy a business. Absolutely. You know, and and like you said, I think box owners listening to this, there's nothing wrong with make you know professionalizing your affiliate, whether it's you're married or whether it's you have kids or you're a single person. There's it's like you you shouldn't feel guilty for trying to run a successful, smart business. And we do this. I think we all do it because we love it. You know, you have an MBA. You're, you're training people at 5 a.m. because you're passionate about helping others. But you can be both. You can you can enjoy helping others and also enjoy making sure your kids, you know, are, are fed. Right. And let me clear something up, right? If somebody runs into a difficult situation, we are more than willing to work with people. And I think we need to show some empathy to an extent, right? But at the end of the day, it's just how much you're going to show. So if people need some assistance, say they're, they need to, you know, need a month or two to get caught up, um, we'll give that, right? And we won't charge interest or any of that stuff. But it comes to the point where people just try to default. That's where it becomes a problem. If you default, if you don't let us know what's going on, we can't help you. And by that point, you know, we're getting hit with fees for bounce checks, 
you know, or what it is. And now we're going to have to pass that on to you. And now it's become more of a problem. So um, I think you need to have a balance for sure. I think you need to show you're willing to work with people, but don't be afraid to enforce. Yeah. And, we, so, and I'm glad you said that. Cause I know even when we talked at the, at the seminar, you said there are people that have had issues and it's not like you're suing a homeless person, you know, right. who's out on the street, can't afford your membership. A anything else? I mean, I think the three nuggets that we've talked about is ending the, the grandfathering out of memberships, switching over to an EFT versus credit card and charging a fair amount for a drop in fee. It doesn't have to be 25, but it has to be, this is your payment to be in this class, anything else is additional. Any other right. tips you would give to an affiliate owner? And I'm Boys. sure you have, a, I was gonna say, I'm sure you have a ton, but any, yeah. uh, any, any other good one, we'll go about what you were gonna say. Absolutely, let's, let's keep it, we'll keep it short. Continuous improvement. That is the biggest practice that we can have, not only in our business, but in our lives, right? Always try to continue to improve your service to your clients. We do it all the time. Uh, you know, I'd rather invest into my facility to create more value for my clients. That allows me to justify charging more also. Um, but I'm always reinvesting. I'm always figuring out ways to improve. And you can do that a lot of different ways, right? With equipment that you're providing in the gym, your cleanliness, the cleanliness of your gym, which is a huge factor that people neglect. Um, little things like we have towel service at our gym, something small, but it's something people appreciate. Um, always look to create more value especially when you're going to start increasing prices. You want to see the value there. And coaching is an important aspect. And, you know, we pride ourselves on being good coaches, but I think every box owner does that. So you need to do something that sets you apart from your market. If you go on our website, uh, CrossFitNorthport.com, shameless plug, you'll see that we practice that, right? Uh, we want people to come in here and be blown away uh, with our facility, the way it looks. We want to attract people that are willing to pay for our service. So we will continue to invest, and I recommend that all gyms do the same. Yeah, and, and again, we said it earlier, but it starts with your site. I mean, a lot of times that's the first thing people are going to see. Your, your site is crisp. It's clean. It's simple to navigate. Uh, you, 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 there's, you have a video of what your affiliate looks like, and it clearly looks clean. So a, a lot of nuggets on there, which is it's, it's just awesome to see in this day and age in the affiliate world. So congrats to you. Um, I always like to ask every guest, any book you recommend? Yes. Uh, a couple of them, actually. Psychology of Selling. Great book. That book has changed my business tremendously. Um, being confident in selling and, and knowing how to relate it back to somebody. That's a very, very important thing to do in, in our industry, right? We're constantly selling. Sell or be sold. Premise behind that book, you're either selling or being sold to, and that's going to change your mind, uh, you know, in life in general, right? It's gonna help you with every negotiation you do. And then the other one, um, what's the one I just read? Never Split the Difference. Oh, that was a great, great one. Great book, great uh, book. I use that with my wife, she doesn't know. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? Same thing. I listened oh, yeah. to that on my own in the car. I think his name was Chris Voss or Rich Voss. FBI, I, yeah, he was yeah, in the FBI. A couple, Austin Maliolo mentioned that book as well when we interviewed him and Great, great book. I highly recommend that. And I'm sure the other ones are great as well. I just happen to have read that. Well, you have to coach like eight more classes today. So That's I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. But you seem, I did want to ask, you seem super regimented. What are some things you do to, to stay so organized in your life? So if I had, uh, if, if I wasn't on my computer, I'd give you a little screenshot. 
I have a glass whiteboard to the left of me. It has um, my projected sales for the month. I have a nice check mark by it because I've fortunately accomplished it this month. We're at and the end of the month. Nice job. We're at the end of the month, right? Um, I always try to, every time I beat my sales goal, I increase it every month. So I think that's an important thing. Always Ooh, raise your goals. That's right? tough. It is like tough. beating your friend time. Now you got to do better. Right. But this is yeah. a lot easier. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just have a whiteboard. I write everything on it. I have personal training sessions I've done for the month. I have number of signups, fundamentals, nutrition signups. I have daily tasks like, oh, do uh, an Instagram post each day, get your programming done, follow up your calls. And then I have a lot of stuff in my calendar. Um, it's very important to have a good scheduling system. We use uh, Calendly for the business and it kind of integrates. It, it shows uh, any potential clients and current clients slots you have available and automatically adjusts. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Yeah, that's what we um, use, Calendly. Yeah, it's a great, great service. Uh, write everything down, you know, schedule it out in your phone. We have so much technology. We just need to use it to stay organized and success will just follow. Yeah, one of my mentors used to say to me, uh, the mind is for thinking, the pen is for remembering. And, you know, be it your I like phone. That. I mean, I use my phone as well because, like, you want to clear that bandwidth. And it can be something insignificant. I write it down just so it's, like, one less thing to think about. What about your own training? You find time every day? Ooh, that's a tough question. So, if, and not to make it too long, but so when I first started off, uh, just like a lot of gym owners, I wanted to try to make it to the games. Yes, we all laugh and smile like that. But that's the era. I like saying that because I saw you work out. I only laugh because I. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, I appreciate that. So um, yeah, nowadays it's not anywhere near the same. So I used to train two hours a day, religiously doing you know competitive programming, all that type of stuff. Did not focus on my business as much as I should have, and because of that, I didn't grow the way I should have. Right. So now, within I would say the last two and a half years, I've shifted focus. And now I'm lucky to work out twice, maybe three times a week on a good week um, because I'm that much more focused on my business. You know, instead of trying to make it to regionals, which never was going to happen for me, I needed to focus on something that was right there in front of me that I've already invested my life into, which was my business, right? So now my main focus isn't my friend time. It's how many members did I sign up this month? Did I beat my last month's sales? Um, and setting those goals just like a PR and trying to beat it every month is much more rewarding than a faster franton, to me at least. Happy wife, happy life. I'm sure she's appreciative of that. And it's not as if you're not fit. I would, you know, you still two to three times a week, really, at the end of the day, that's all you need. That's all you need. I mean, emotionally, just from where I was at before and the numbers I hit before, I think that's hard for all of us. But I'm also getting older now, too. So I need to realize that what's important, right? I think we yeah. all do. And, and, and I think you could probably be honest with yourself. You can probably find another hour if you really wanted to, right? So opportunity costs. That's another little tidbit we'll throw in there. So any hour that I spend working out, and I, I try to make at least three hours a week, is an hour of lost revenue, right? So I could fill that with a personal training session. Okay, let me have, this will be the last question, though. Yeah, yeah. Can you take that? I mean, you could take that to the extreme. You could. Like, hey, kids. I'll see you in a month. Daddy's got to go work, right? Like at what point, where, how does a box owner, how does Adam find that balance? Where is that cut off? So I wouldn't say I have found that balance yet, All to right. be blatantly That's honest good. with you, yeah. right? So my wife, I would say, takes a lot of responsibility on for our kids every single day. So she's a full, she works full time. She, she's a uh, district, uh, district manager for uh, a big bank, right? So she's traveling a lot. 
And then she picks our kids up from daycare, does all the stuff. She comes down to the gym, does a quick workout, and then she's taking care of the kids the rest of the night. So I try to shoot for one evening off a week. Um, but when I'm busy, like we are now, I don't take any time. Um, the first vacation I've had in over two years was this past weekend. And it was extremely hot and a terrible idea. We went to Disney. So that's uh, not, yeah. a that <laughs> not, not a vacation. Not a vacation, especially with the young kids. Is, uh, do you have kids? I don't have kids, no. Okay. Well, but I've been to Disney <laughs> with a I'll kid. Let, I'll let you borrow my kids for the weekend. You can see the experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why you're at the box so much. That's right. <laughs> no, so yeah, finding the balance. I mean, I'm, I'm not happy with where I'm at yet. Do, I don't know if I'll ever be happy with where I'm at because the minute we're happy is the minute we start to fall behind in my mind, right? So I know you've listened to Gary Vee. I'm sure you have. Um, I, I like a lot of his stuff. You know, I don't think it should always be nonstop work, but right now I'm young. I have plenty of time to not work when I'm older. So. Yeah. No, I mean, Hey, I love what you're saying. I think, you know, you finding some balance would be great, but I also, Hey, for 10 years when I owned my boxes, I was the same way. It cost me plenty of relationships, but oh, I wouldn't yeah. be where I am today. And I think um, you're doing it right. And it's, it's awesome to see. I hope everybody listening really benefited from this. If I were a box owner, I would have been taking notes. So I think that's some really great stuff we put out there. Well, I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, it was a pleasure. Just for people listening, check out the site, CrossFit Northport. What's the Instagram? At CrossFit Northport? That's right, at CrossFit Northport. And do you have a personal one? Uh, yeah, but we're not even, I don't even use that thing. So yeah, I'm I was pretty much say. on our page. And so, yeah, because you have some great stuff. So is your, they can email you right off. I think your phone number was on there as well. So if they yeah, do yeah. have specific questions, you can always reach out. Yeah, th that goes directly to me. It's a business line, but everything you know goes right to me. Um, oh, one other thing, just want to add in there real quick. I know we're short on time. Um, and this is kind of what happened with that box owner from your way that came down. Automize everything. Automization is key right now. It's key. If you want to run a business and you're short on staff and don't have a lot of staff like me, automation. That's where you guys need to be at. That's the, the best thing I think I could recommend for anyone. You know, Probably a lot of what you listen to, I listen to. It's eliminate, automate, delegate. And I'd say one thing to throw on top of that is too many people automate things that should be eliminated. Right. So eliminate. Yeah. And then you should be automating everything. Right. Good stuff, Adam. I really appreciate it. This was great. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, maybe we can do it again sometime. About a Absolutely. There's a, I'm sure we can have you on numerous times and not run out of things to talk about. We just have to find time in your day. I'd rather you work out during this hour, but that's fine. <laughs> Three hours is all I need. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Adam. Have a good rest of the day. You too, man. Take care. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and send us any feedback you have to at Best Hour of Their Day on Instagram and Best Hour of Their Day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.